Well, good Sunday morning to you. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine and looking forward to our conversation today about the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children. And talking with us this morning is Maureen Tarrant. She is the president and CEO of Presbyterian St. Luke's Medical Center and the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children. Good morning, Maureen. Good morning, Melissa. So, Maureen, tell me a little bit about the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children and its role here in Denver. Melissa, the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children is um, an institution that was started by 13 pediatric pioneers in the early 1990s. Um, And originally, they had inpatient pediatric units as part of Presbyterian St. Luke's Medical Center. And then just over 10 years ago, um, had built so much um, uh, reputation and a referral base that they deserve their own hospital. Right. And so we opened, um, and it's connected actually to Press St. Luke's, we opened the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children, um, and we have now over 300 pediatric subspecialists, and it's a beautiful pediatric facility that serves 12 states, actually, here in the Rocky Mountain West. That is impressive, and it's. I think we're so grateful to have the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children here in our backyard in Colorado. And you know, Melissa, it's right here in central Denver. In fact, as I look out the window, um, I can see downtown Denver. And so we are located in what we call the Denver Medical District. Mm-hmm. And that is, we're about a mile from downtown Denver. We're next to St. Joseph's and... Um, The Ronald McDonald House is only about two blocks away. So I mentioned that we have families that use our facility from a 12-state region. And so you can only imagine about what what a godsend it is to have the Ronald McDonald House just a few blocks away, which houses anxious families, right? right? When their child is being treated here. Yeah, I know you and I have talked before when Cozy 101.1 has done their radiothon for the Ronald McDonald House and just how important that tie-in is. And I know having talked to families staying at the Ronald McDonald House who have children at the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children, they always talk about just how easy it is to be able to walk from the hospital to the house and just have that convenience downtown. Melissa, it's so true. And, you know, I always talk about children, but we're also um, a hospital, because we're an adult and a pediatric hospital under one roof, we actually have high-risk moms who are going to um, deliver their baby here, Mm -hmm. staying um, at the Ronald McDonald House um, before their delivery. And so um, that is not uncommon. Um, We have the highest level neonatal intensive care unit in the region. It's 84 beds. And half of the moms that deliver here at Press St. Luke's come by helicopter Mm. because they're so high risk. Right. And so high risk OB is another jewel in the crown of this institution. Well, and I've interviewed those moms too, and they just talk about what a blessing it is to have the hospitals there together. You know, it's really special, and that's very, very unusual. So when a high-risk mom is going to deliver here at Press St. Luke's, um, and there might be an issue with baby, no one has to get transferred. And that's a huge, huge bonus. And then having the, you know, the Ronald McDonald house just there in your backyard. I mean, it just all ties together. And I'll tell you, too, that um, as everybody knows, uh, as medical technology advances, we can detect 
fetal abnormalities earlier and earlier. And so it's really important that we line up all the care that the baby will need immediately following um, delivery. And so it's not that unusual at our hospital, at the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children, for mom to deliver a baby, and then that baby within one day gets the surgical procedure. Um, And that could be a heart procedure. Mm -hmm. That could be um, a GI, stomach-related procedure. But these are issues you need to fix and you want to fix immediately. And I'll tell you that our nurse navigators help mom um, and dad and the family members and friends understand exactly what's going to happen um, on that journey. And they get to meet all the pediatric subspecialists. Um, before the birth happens, and then everything is planned out. And it's that's pretty special, too. Again, adult and peds hospital under one roof um, is uniquely important to these kinds of uh, patient care situations. Yeah, I love how thorough that is, and I've never heard the term nurse navigator before. Well, I think they're all going to heaven first. Um, they have an incredible special talent in their subspecialty, but they're handholders, um, and they answer all questions. And when we have families that are coming in from out of town, they make sure that they have accommodations, and they make sure that all the appointments with the physicians and providers are set up so that they don't have to stay in town for longer than necessary. How incredible, because that's got to be pretty nerve-wracking to go to a new city and have a baby and yet to have a nurse navigator there to really hold your hand and then just make sure it's a it's a seamless, flawless transition has got to be a huge peace of mind for these families. It is, and I guess if we were to have um, uh, something called the blessings of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of those blessings in our field was the rapid advance of telehealth and telemedicine. Mm, okay. And that's really important um, for our families who are coming in from out of town. And honestly, it's important for families who live in town, too. Sure. Because, you know, um, bundling up baby and depending on, you know, what time of year it is, um, traveling in snow and tough conditions or coming down from the mountains because, let's say, there's traffic. You know, if you can uh, avoid that drive and have um, an appointment from your home with one of our providers, you know, that that also has advanced beautifully. And I'd also say that I talk about that in the context of families talking to doctors, but we also um, should think about it in terms of doctors talking to doctors. So, Let's say there's a patient, a mom who's high risk, or a baby mm-hmm. that's in a hospital in, um, oh, let's say Casper, Wyoming. Right. You know, the fact that we can have our, our physicians talking to those physicians and using um, teleecho, for mm-hmm. example, in pediatric heart, that's just phenomenal because we can advise the clinicians in the, in the outline and outreach communities Um, exactly what we can see here with technology and make plans accordingly. And that's really, um, I think, a, a sense of comfort. It provides a sense of comfort for everybody. Oh, absolutely. I was just going to ask you about the impact of COVID this past year and, and what kind of changes you saw. And it sounds like the telemedicine, uh, telehealth is a huge part of it. Well, it's so interesting because, um, absolutely. Telehealth has advanced for all of us. 
Mm-hmm. In fact, even one of my own doctors said, you don't need to come in next time. Um, you can just do a telehealth appointment. And I thought, well, that's kind of nice because it takes me 30 minutes to drive right. to her office. <clears throat> and I thought, boy, that's going to save me a lot of time on that day. And sure. now it's reimbursed much more readily. Yeah, um, that is true. And then something else that happened with children during COVID is we didn't see what we normally see in the winter. We usually see a lot of respiratory ailments, Mm -hmm. RSV, et cetera, and it didn't exist. And then many of us know we didn't see flu either. Right, right. I've Um, heard that again and again. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of children were not playing sports. So our emergency department was eerily quiet. And we have a 24-hour, 24-7, 365 pediatric ER. And it was really, really quiet last year. And that was during busy season. Right. So that was, that, you know, that was, I guess, a COVID blessing, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Not to have more sick children. Absolutely. Well, let's talk, speaking of kids, let's talk a little bit about the Teddy teddy Bear Patrol that is going to be going on with Cozy 101.1. How important is that? What is your thoughts? Well, you know, it's... Um, really one of our hallmark programs that we do with COSY. And it's really, it's really quite a special touching program, Melissa, because between July 19th and August 28th, we collect um, teddy bears and other stuffed animals, mm-hmm. um, and they're used by first responders. So if we could just picture what it's like for a young child who is somehow involved in a 911 incident. It could be a domestic violence call. It could be a car accident. It could be a parent needing an ambulance. And I don't know how any child can absorb that sort of trauma um, well, but what we do know is that when the first responders, and that's police, firefighters, paramedics, when they come to the scene and they literally give the child a stuffed animal, they have shared some of the most compelling stories you can ever imagine mm-hmm. about just watching some of the anxiety fade. Right. And that's the power of the stuffed animal. And that's the power of the teddy bear patrol. Well, and I think that's good for people. You know, you hear teddy bear patrol and you're like, okay, well, that sounds very nice. But then you really hear that this is kind of a, a lifeline. This is this is a comfort for these children going through a really difficult time. And it starts making more sense. And, um, you know, what's interesting, Melissa, is that um, I watch, obviously, hospital stats all the time. And one of the stats that's been very intriguing to me is um, our um, ambulance visits to the pediatric emergency department and our adult emergency department. And um, as of last week, they were up from the prior weeks and up from before COVID. And so that's intriguing. I don't understand exactly what the dynamic is, Mm -hmm. but... The volume is up, so that means we need more teddy bears and more stuffed animals. Um, and so it's it's hard for me to assess exactly what's happening in the world to drive sure. up ambulance um, visits and paramedic visits to the hospital, but they're up.
but they're up. And that means we need more teddy bears. We need more stuffed animals. And they do get used. And they do. I mean, I've, I've talked to children who've told me stories about getting one of these and how here they are as an adult. And they still have that teddy bear when the first and, responders you know, got there. I think I think every adult listening to your show probably can think back to their childhood and have something that's seared in their in their hearts and minds. Right. Um, some of those could be wonderful memories, and some of those could be extremely painful memories. And I have heard stories that these children won't let go of these these teddy bears and stuffed animals. Right. They have just become sort of just an important, well, we all know about teddy bears, right? Yeah. And in in circumstances that aren't tough, they're special. Yeah. But in circumstances that are really traumatic, the role of these teddy bears and stuffed animals is almost larger than life. And so I would ask that if you could find, if your listeners could find generosity in their hearts and bring us a new stuffed animal or teddy bear to one of the many sites between July 19th and August 28th, please know that they're making a huge difference in the life of a child. Well, I think that is a great note to end on. Maureen Tarrant, the CEO of Presbyterian St. Luke's and the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children. Thank you for your time today. I know we're all excited here about the teddy bear patrol. And just as you said, the need is greater this year. So let's get out and collect and just give from a very deep level this year for the kids that are really needing it. Thanks so much for your help, Melissa. And um I look forward to seeing you seeing you during Teddy Bear Patrol season. I know, I do too, and we'll have a big celebration at the end. That's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Maureen. Maureen Tarrant, President and Chief Executive Officer of Presbyterian St. Luke's Medical Center in the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children. And Teddy Bear Patrol, by the way, is up and running, and we definitely need your help right now. If you go to Cozy101.com, you will find more information, and you can also find out more information by just going to your radio station's website. But Teddy Bear Patrol, a big drive going on right now. New, unused teddy bears and other stuffed animals. And you just heard how they're going to be used here in our community for kids going through traumatic situations. Hope you have a wonderful day. Go out, be blessed, be kind to everyone, and have a great Sunday. I'll see you next week.